All right. Hello and welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly. This is your first choice for Transformers news in Australia. And as it turns out, looking at some of the listening stats also around the world. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. This is episode 108. We are recording live on May 19th, 2017. I am your host, Jason. I'm back this week. I was away last week doing some stuff. Uh, and uh, joining me tonight, we have Brad and Max. How are you doing, guys? Good evening, Jason. I first want to uh, welcome our American overlords and uh, welcome to. Do you, do you reckon Donald Trump's listening? <laughs> I think he has a certain say in what happens tonight. Yeah, <laughs> look, look, I, I, yeah. So, uh, so during the week, we discovered that uh, there's a growing number of American listeners uh, to the podcast, which. I can only assume it's because they've uh, mistaken us for Britain or something like that. <laughs> our accents, the accents are nothing alike, guys. But you know, um, so yes, no. Uh, hello to our new American overlords, and um, please be careful not to offend Mr. Trump. So, what are you guys doing? <laughs> I haven't been here for. Two. What What have you been up to? What have, What did I miss last week? Oh, uh, not a great deal, I suppose. Um, All right, good. Let's move on from was, that then. I yeah, wasn't cool. on last week either, so. <laughs> I was away at an awards night failing to win an award, so make me feel better. Uh, you sir have been jet-setting. Congratulations I, uh, on I, your nomination. I, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we nominated ourselves. <laughs> that sounds like the podcast awards. Yeah. We'll get into that in a couple of weeks' time. Um, no, I, yeah, no, I um, went out for lunch today with the lovely wife. First time in years <laughs> it uh it felt good uh picked up a new figure if, <laughs> and uh yeah just, got, just, just in a... case no one can tell and if you are listening to the audio version <laughs> of the podcast brad has a sea spray on his head he's keeping it there quite definitely we are wonderful <laughs> <laughs> oh god sea spray this is speaking german now <laughs> I, 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 think, I, I, think, I think I think you mean his hair sea spray. Ain ain. All right. Yeah. No, so, apart from that, so, suddenly, the Ger- weeks, the, so. suddenly the German listenership has dropped off. Yeah, we lost them. Mm. We've, all, anyway. we've lost the Americans as well because we made made um, made fun of Trump. Who else can we offend this week? Can we can we make a can we make a list? Check it twice. I don't know. Uh, France. Uh, I'd have to research that. There we go. Uh, What's wrong with France? Your president is boring. There you go. They elected a good president. Uh, I know. He's he's good, so it's boring. Oh, he's good. All right. Okay. There you go. Sorry. Good is now measured in um, how exciting Facebook and Twitter become when the the person is elected. Absolutely. Uh, And there goes the free percent of French listeners. Yep. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Who Who else listens to us? Spain. Spain. Stuff for Spain. Spain. No one cares do, about Spain. Do you, reckon, do you reckon Spain listens because of that time that I was there and um, bought all the breakneck in the country? <laughs> they're, just, they're just waiting. They're just listening out of spite. They're just uh, trying yeah, to get a clue as to your location. Spain, Spain, is, back. Spain is hate listening. Okay. Let's not go in the UK. So, uh, can you <laughs> oh, there's, plenty, there's plenty of good folks in the UK. So um yeah so so Brad you went out to lunch this week um Max what have you been up to 
Oh uh, yeah, uh, nothing much really. The other day, I had some lessons cancelled at school, so I went went and saw the new Alien movie. Did you regret oh. it? Oh. Uh, oh. it? It was perfectly all right. If you're going in expecting any sort of continuity with the other films, uh, don't. It honestly. Well, it, that's, that's the question. Is it more of a Prometheus sequel or more of an Alien prequel? Very much a Prometheus sequel. Oh, really? Yeah, I, yeah. So I've had people tell me that it's it's an alien sequel, not a not old prequel, not a Prometheus sequel. It's both. Like, I, I, I can't really say why. Yeah, right. well, don't. Don't. Yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah, well, but, I, I, well, what I will say, I might go see it tomorrow. Yeah, mm. no, it, it's enjoyable. What I will say is that um, Michael Fassbender and Catherine Watterson are fantastic. Mm-hmm. It. Completely neuters Alien versus Predator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't need to look uh, at that. <laughs> says the man and with sea spray on his head. <laughs> and it feels more like a Blade Runner movie than an Alien movie. That's good because there is a Blade Runner movie coming out this year as well. And Ridley's yeah, in charge of it, yeah. <laughs> no, they've got a different guy in, so maybe Ridley was just spiteful but it didn't let him do a new Blade Runner. So instead he uh, made Alien into Blade Runner. Ridley is the executive producer of Blade Runner 2049, yeah. but not the director, which um, Dennis Villeneuve is the uh, director of uh, Blade Runner 2049. Also directed Arrival, which I watched on a flight on Saturday because I went away this week. Um, and I, yeah, I watched Arrival and it was bloody good. Really enjoyed oh, yeah. it. How, and that's, um, that, that, that's one thing I can ask you now is watching a movie on an airplane. I watched five movies. little screen... It wasn't. It was a two-inch screen. It wasn't, it wasn't a little screen. Yeah, I, 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 I say to you, rewatch it on the big screen, and then re, re, come back with that. I, I did enjoy that. Um, did you, are you talking about Arrival or something else? Yeah, no nah, Arrival. Yeah. I didn't know what was happening half the time, but uh, yeah, I, yeah, it was enjoyable for an yeah. original concept. I, I, yeah, I really liked it. It was really good and. I liked that it had a bit of a twist to its um, its story because you mm. you think the whole movie that something's happened in one order, but it actually happened in another. So oh. <laughs> this is maybe a minor spoiler. I was waiting for them to be attacked. It never happened. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. The, the, the attack? Uh, yeah, the that's, attack? that's the thing, right? Nothing happened. Yeah, but yeah. for a movie where nothing happened, I was really impressed. Um, what else did I watch on the yeah. on the plane? I watched. Um, speaking of people being attacked, I watched the final Resident Evil. Um, oh. I watched Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I watched a, beast, a Monster Calls and I watched something else. It mustn't have, mustn't have been very um, very memorable. memorable. <laughs> yeah. So, shall we talk about what I did on Sunday? What did you do on Sunday, Jason? So, I went to Taiwan for a few days um, for my other job where I uh, went to Taiwan for the new HCC phone launch and I had a day by myself wandering around Taiwan. Tried to find, uh, I tried to find a few Transformers stores that had been recommended to me, and I failed. I failed and, until I. Uh, it's not there. Really? Oh yeah, my, you know what? My tab <laughs> crashed. <laughs> <laughs> you failed twice. <laughs> Speaking of things failing, I failed until I came across this store, which, as you can tell from the window, has a I few. I don't think tra- it's like Transformers. Uh, it's just got a few. Um, Age of Extinction. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is a, a 
This is a store in Taiwan called uh, Daming. Uh, it's listed on the Transformers Asia uh, website, which I don't think is actually the official website. But um, anyway, there's tons of Transformers stuff uh, there. And I took this photo and um, I believe I instantly made a lot of people on the, uh, on the discussion group jealous. Oh. <sighs> wow. Oh. Shall I call out some of the things that I can see in this photo? Oh, let's, let's, let's yeah. describe this. Okay, so there's basically there's every every Combiner Wars Voyager there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of Generations figures. These are on the on the right. Um, there is a um, Takara uh, Dire Battles 2.0 figure there. There's the uh, Year of the Go Optimus Prime. There's the Planet of Junk set. There's the Optimus and Megatron Classic set. Uh, there's for some reason there's a shit ton of uh, Transformers Prime Thundercrackers. Uh, there's a few ratchets. Where are you looking? These are on the right. I, I, it's because I know where I know they were there. Oh, I okay. I was going to say I just see the good stuff on the left. <laughs> well, so, so on, the, on the left we have an SDCC Fort Max. Um, there is a Combiner Wars Leader Class Starscream. There's a few Transformers and Transformers. I think they're the animated Sons of Cybertron sets. Um, uh, they, they also had a lot of trans. A lot of Transformers animated shockwaves as well. You can just see them on the right, the purple boxes. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's there's Transformers Unite Warriors Megatronia the um the Takara Victorian uh, repaint she's up the top on the left. Um, there's a there's a they've got basically all of them. Yeah, there's the G1 Trypticon yeah. reissue. There's there I even saw some Robot Heroes there. Um, sorry, MP Robot 11. Masters. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, there's a couple of Star Screams. Um, yeah. There is a lot of stuff. Yeah, and this is actually Those like Station Voyager Prime. Yeah, this is, this is actually not all that I saw in there, but um, I grabbed. I, I, That's I it. A this is my shelf. It's just yeah, one yeah. row. <laughs> so, so I took this photo because there's um, mint and sealed box vinyl tech available from this shop in 2017. There's they're all BT19 Blue Streak, and I'll tell you this: if you look at the price, you'll see that it's 1,500 New Taiwan dollars. Now, I will tell you that uh, 1,000 New Taiwan dollars is about 45 bucks. This is a, this is a very very cheap vinyl tech. Sixty, so sixty-ish. Yeah. yeah, so it's about 60, sixty or seventy for this vinyl tech figure. Yeah, that is that is well nice. below well well below the normal price for vinyl tech, and of course you can see on the left there there's uh, Alternative Ultra Magnus, and <laughs> on the right there's even some Transformers Go. Um, yeah, figures. I have not seen those Go figures before. Oh wow! Looking at them, I don't really care for them, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that is that like bot shots Transformers Go? I think they might yeah. actually be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, they yeah, look like bot like shots. And Sentinel Prime, Sentinel Prime looks familiar. <laughs> um, so there was also a fairly good variety of um, movie toys there. There's the so there's the one-step changes there, and there's the deluxe premiere edition. You can see Bumblebee slash Berserker and Barricade. So there's the full set of deluxe figures there. And there's also the Voyager, um, Grimlock, and Optimus Prime. Uh, and just to, uh, just to continue our previous discussion on Shelf Warmers Wave 1, a silver bolt. You can see Combiner Wars silver bolt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah still, <laughs> still sitting there. Silver bolt. Or wave one. Yeah. So actually, interestingly, the Combiner Wars voyages were actually 
um, they're actually above retail price for Australia. They, they were about 55 bucks. Mm. So yeah, they were not cheap at all. Um, these figures were about uh, about $34 for the deluxes. And I'm not sure how much the Voyagers were, but um, yeah. Wow, yeah. a bit of a range in price values then. Got yeah, some... Some, some of them are really good, but I think the newer stuff is just sold at recommended retail price. Yeah. yeah. Which is um, un- the, unfortunate. <laughs> this, is the, this is the shop window um, where you can see just a massive amount of things on display. Um, so you can see there's a couple of Metroplexes, there's a Combiner Wars Devastator, there's an Ultimate Bumblebee, Masterpiece Starscream, there's um, whatever, the, whatever the fucking yeah. tank thing from <laughs> the last Brawl. movie was. Brawl um, from the first movie. What's yeah. that thing on the left of Brawl? Uh, I don't I th- know what that is. I yeah. think that's... Um, is that is it Skybite or it's one of one of the generations figures? No, it looks like it's a beast actually from here. Yeah, yeah. I was, you got jet so, beside it. So there's a so you see that black perceptor there as well. Like that's mm. is that uh, is Magnificus? That, uh, yeah, except so that's the G one black perceptor. So oh wow, yeah. Um, I love the uh, the animated hot rod beside him. Yeah, so uh, there, was a, there was a post I saw in the in the discussion group a couple of weeks ago about uh, the best Transformers animated figures. This guy was number one. I like, I wouldn't have put yeah. him as number one, but he is a very he's a very well regarded figure. But I don't know if it's because he was the last figure or not. <laughs> Thirteen seconds of screen time mm-hmm. <laughs> in a free series arc. Yeah. It just, yeah, it just boggles the mind. Let, they must have just really wanted to do a hot rod and couldn't fit him in anywhere. Yeah, possibly. Oh, they um, don't. So, they fit in, but yeah. A so lot yeah, of prime. Uh, so there's a couple. Of, there's a few primes, and in fact, I think if we go to the next shop, there's there's a bunch of primes there. Um, so movie there's stuff. five five movie primes all in a row there. There's yeah. So this is, this is just the the window of the shop. This is basically the shop's attract mode. Um, trying to get come in, in, say hi. Yes. Come for the Transformers, stay for the display windows. <laughs> so do you, want to, do you want to know what I bought? It would get the new acquisitions, wouldn't we? I bought nothing. Oh. Oh. I, I, went, I, went, I went through this entire shop and I did not buy a thing. Um, the one thing that I would have, have was the, uh, the Sons of Cybertron set, but I know that I can get it cheaper when I go to Singapore, so I'm not going to bother. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, so yeah, it, it was it was pretty good. I uh, I certainly enjoyed having a look around at the uh, at the figures, but uh, no, I, I didn't feel the need to buy anything. So yeah, I don't know if that means I have to be fired from the podcast or not now. But yeah, no, no. Well, I <laughs> we're suppose just, we're seeing a lot of movies. We're stuff not angry. Thing. We're just disappointed. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so a lot of this we're saying you probably have already you've probably already got. The generation of stuff as well. It's sort of you're not going to double up just because you're shopping overseas. Um, Maybe, yeah. Movie Devastator, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I don't have Movie Devastator. I'm not interested. Yeah, The Fallen, Ironhide. You can actually, you can actually see the uh, the voice changing helmet just inside the window next to the Ghostbusters house. Uh, and you can also see the, oh, uh, yeah, the giant yeah. uh, robots in disguise bumblebee. You can see his legs up the back. Yep. Um, and I think you can see, if I go back to the outside shot, you can see him standing up the back of the shop. Yeah, definitely. 
it's a big bot. He is a big bot. So yeah, so um, had a bit of a fun time in Taiwan. Um, I did buy something on the way back as I as we went through Hong Kong, but we'll talk about that later on in new acquisitions. I think it's time to time to get underway with the regular regularly scheduled stuff for the podcast. Shall we? Uh, shall we start with Take Your Bot to Work Day? We shall. All right. So uh, the winner for the winner for this week's take the, take your bot to work day, which is a, a good competition where we encourage people in the in the Transformers Collectors Club Australia Facebook discussion group to take your uh, take your bot out to a, a real world location. It doesn't have to be your work, uh, but yeah, a, a bot in the real world pick, and uh, we do have a prize coming up at the end of the year. So winner this week was Alan Jones for the second week in a row. So Alan Jones went to the trouble of actually uh, setting up a video and um, and posting the video. This is a poor quality screen cap from it, Alan. We're sorry, but uh... well, well done. Frenzy throwing down some beats. Uh, Ravage and is that Laserbeak on top of the record? Rumble. Uh, no, Frenzy. Red. Frenzy is red. Frenzy's frenzy. on top and rumbles on the rumbles on the on the actual turntable surface, not the not the record. Yep. I can't actually make them out from the photo, <laughs> but I can tell that they are playing the Transformers the movie soundtrack from '86, uh, which I also have that uh, that edition of it on vinyl. It's fantastic. Um, Lovely. But I never play it on that vinyl anymore. I just play the downloaded MP3s, of course. But yes, yeah. yeah I mean, no, in the video, in the video, they are playing the uh, intro to Transformers, which is the uh, rock version of the Transformers intro. Lovely. <laughs> so thank you, Alan, for that. And uh, every Wednesday is Take Your Belt to Work Day in the discussion group. So yeah, get in there and have a go. And uh, at the end of the year, well, there's going to be a grand reckoning slash Thunderdome uh, for all the best prizes, and we'll see how we go. Yeah. swiftly on and get to the news straight into news Hasbro news that will take us into some news what news comes from by yonder let's get on to some news shall we let's it has been a little while uh, we, we we heard from it had been a little while until we we heard from uh, Takara with the next figures in their legend series a few weeks ago when they revealed their version of cup and uh this week it is takara's turn to reveal kickback brawn and trigger happy uh so we can see we can see uh so kickback and brawn are of course the um legend scale figures that they come with the titan master uh in order to just boost the boost the value of the package up a little bit he doesn't look very different from the hasbro version i gotta say um no I think the only major difference is he has just straight up translucent wings as opposed mm. to ones with a yellow tinge. Yeah, that's right. Hasbro did have the weird yellow ones, didn't they? Yeah, fair enough. Well, so that that's his chest piece. Mm, yeah. So this does make him look a little bit more, <laughs> uh, a little bit more like the G1 figure. In fact, are these actually translucent or are they actually um, painted chromey? Not uh, actually. They're fully they're clear. Sort of the, the hinges and the rims along the top are painted silver. But then the actual wing pieces themselves are translucent. <laughs> it's quite a quite a nice effect, actually. It is, yeah, it is quite good. Like like a lot of the current Legends figures, actually got quite a bit of articulation in there. Like you, you can see, he can actually do the sort of kneel down pose with uh, with some random Titan Master. Who's the Titan Master that comes in? That's the double dealer one that he's getting. Hmm. Okay, he's he's really <laughs> nice, actually. Um, 
I'm liking how they've sort of they gave him I forget what head that's from. Uh up and might say. Uh the saw back Titan Master. It gives him like sort of a bird face, so it references his bird mode there. And then he's got a decent looking uh you know, head that looks and enough like double dealer. It's definitely not spot on, but the resemblance is there. And I nailed the colours on the Titan Master as well. Yeah, cool. Uh, we also have Braun, um, who appears to now have a, a bit of metallic-ish chrome to him as well. Um, he's not, so this guy's only just come out in the uh, the Titans Return figures, and I think is he starting to hit Australia now? I think he is. If but, you can, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, I saw him the other day, but passed. Yeah, and so the uh, so the, the the Hasbro version is a, sort of a very a very sort of um, straight up colourful green, whereas this is a more subdued camo style green, um, which I think actually suits Bron quite well. Uh, yeah, this yeah. thing looks fantastic. I think. Do not get too close to a Titan Master head, or you will be disappointed by the paint job. Um, <laughs> and and there, yeah, there we go. There's um there's Bron with Bron with a Titan Master piloting it. And yeah, and I was I was happened. watching. I was watching reviews of Braun and like the mold doesn't seem like the greatest thing in the world, mostly because of that parts forming panel. But mm. the paint job on this figure just looks astonishing to me. I, I yeah, he he I reckon he's pretty faithful to the character. I don't really care if he's got the if he's got an attachment from the the roof or whatever on his uh, on his wrist, it looks fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah, Trigger Happy has a new five mil port on him and uh yeah and then so there he is with um with his titan master there as well uh, or actually he's more of a not so much of a titan master he's actually more of a target master there isn't he mm. yeah it's just i'm surprised it looks like this is a third like brand new mold they've done you know because I, I was expecting if they were going to do target masters for this line and do a target master for art fire and masterpiece i expect now just reuse a nightstick from classics and then um whatever modimus primes one was from the hasbro masterpiece for art fire but mm, they've yeah. for all of those the car has gone ahead and just made stri- uh, entirely new molds which is you know, gone then mm, excuse me yeah so um these guys uh not entirely sure when they're coming out. Probably later this year because I think I think the next wave of Legends is actually due sometime in uh, September or October, isn't it? And this is this will be the wave after that. Hmm. Oh, so, Christmas yeah. goodies. Get... Yeah. Uh, Trigger Happy's due November. Uh, so, such be... a long time to wait. Yeah, yeah, we're all November. Just looking at them now. Wow. Fair enough. All right, let's move on. Um, if you like, if you want these figures, they are already out in the Hasbro versions. So um, yeah, you can trade up when the uh, trade up when the Legends versions come out if you want. Yeah, the molds molds aren't changing. They're just the uh, just the color color palette's changing. Yeah. Now, uh, so three A has a G one Optimus Prime articulated figure i think we can call it it's not it's not a statue because bits move uh, but he doesn't it's, it's an action figure it's a it's a very expensive very high-end action figure and um they seem to have they seem to have graced uh is it tfw yes tfw with an early look at the figure so 
we um we get a look at we get a look at the figure thanks to <laughs> thanks to TFW. Now you're giggling at the uh, the proportions here, aren't you, Brad? I was going to ask this. I <laughs> I was surprised this made it into run sheet. Um, because we we made fun of this in design form, and here we are for the real button. It looks just as bad. <laughs> I think I so honestly, I think they've they've really photographed it from a bad angle. I think if you take this from yeah, the from yeah. Right angle, it will look good. Yeah, it, um, it looks all right. If you go that looks fine. That looks fine. Yeah, that looks fine right there. I have no that, issue with that. It it does look fine mostly just because you're hiding, uh, sort of hiding the angle of the chest. Yeah, because yeah. when you look at it from just straight on, it, it, does, it does. Ugly. It does look a little bit droopy there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, yeah, if you if you get I the angles right, like that's a little bit closer. I don't understand why you'd even compare it to MP10 or a movie prime. It's a completely different thing, and it just looks worse I, for I, it. I, I, I don't think it's a comparison. I think it's more just a, a size reference. Uh, yeah, yeah but once so you're putting those figures in the same photo together, it's going to be compared. I mean, one thing these photos are telling me is like just how detailed it is because this thing is decked out like hell. True. Yeah. There's, so this is one thing that I've seen a lot in Transformers in the last couple of years is these hyper-detailed big Optimus Primes. Like we've seen Mega Action Series. We've, we've got, you know, we've got MP10 and... Um, you know, and then there's these guys, which you know, just like the Hot Toys figure. You know, you can sort of, you can stand them up and have them among your collection. And you know, they they are actually, although they are super expensive, they are actually action figures because you can move them around and pose them. So, mm. yeah. that was the uh, Ori toy one as well, wasn't it? The which one? Sorry, the Ori toy one. Yeah, actually, I saw that in the airport in Hong Kong. Um, it's. It's at Shintokyo really in the city. I've seen, I've seen it around. It's like $300 for if someone doesn't look too crash hot. Yeah, I, I didn't care for it. Um, yeah. It's yeah, just, so, it's so, just, it just makes, you wonder, makes you wonder because this, well, this is free, eh? but um, other site studios, all these, all these bots, XM Studios are doing G1-inspired stuff. You have the license for a non-transformable statue. Go G1. Go G1 as, as far as you can fling it. There's no reason to have these little artistic flares to try and escape copyright or whatever else. It just, I, I suppose the thing is already... copyright. It's licensed. I know. It's a licensed figure. So go G1. But I'd love that, it. Yeah, I'd well, love I, a G1. I, I imagine the thing is that there's all these G1 statues out there already. Like if you There's not, though. They've all got these stupid artistic flares <laughs> like this look like crap. <laughs> And they've got your what's Bowen what's that big one? The mass your, is it mass, mass diamond studios? selection and whatnot? Yeah, but that's that's an action figure, but that's pretty much spot on to G one. Like it's exactly, exactly. Do it. It's a licensed figure. Yeah, and you have the license to make that figure. Make it. Yeah, but that's but that isn't a statue one? though. But yeah, that has been selling like gangbusters. But it doesn't have to be a statue. It's a it's a non transferable figure. Prime One Studios lockdown is non-transformable figure. They went for full movie lockdown look of it. You're gonna do these G1 bots. You got the license for a non-transformable G1 Prime. Make a goddamn G1 Prime. This is just. Oh. I think. I, I think. I think what you'll find is that um, 3A has a particular signature flair, 
on their stuff, and that's what they've gone for here. So yeah, this, the, this ends up being yeah, and this, people this, are laughing at it. This ends up being a noticeably three A figure, and they have they have their more thing. people more people will buy the Dark of the Moon Prime than they will this probably because I'm it's going to be super expensive. That'll be the same price, but this isn't a G1 Prime. No one's going to buy this as being a G1 Prime. I think you'll find that uh, 3A has a, a large legion of fans who've already pre-ordered it. No, look, look, 3A fans, I'm going to generalise the whole hell here, but they're, they're snobs. They're just toy snobs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, no, I'm taking uh, the piss. But, it, you know, it's sort of like, it's this mentality that I know a lot of us have where it's like, oh, well, I've got so-and-so thing that's a bit better because it's, it's all unique and whatnot, you know. You, it's, we can't judge sort of an, Prime One like Studios. Yeah, it's Prime One Studios for designing and selling all the figures. Mm. Yeah, like, if you want to complain about Free Ave and you've got to complain about friggin', I don't know, like Play Arts Kai and all those other different brands that take, like, take all their creative liberties... It's a it's a massive part of the market, but it's that's just, but that's that's a two point that's a two pointer. You got a license. There's no need to take any creative liberty. You got a license. Do what the license has. Take it. Run with it. Well, this ended up um this ended up yeah. oddly oddly contentious. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so we are a month out from the release of Transformers: The Last Night. There's a new trailer online. We're not going to play it because every time we play YouTube videos, we... <laughs> yeah, I got in trouble last week. <laughs> we get in trouble. So, um, yeah, there's a there's a new trailer out there. We suggest that you go and uh, su- suggest you go and watch it because there is actually a ton of new footage and it's uh, about 2 minutes and 18 seconds according to this post that I'm looking for at TFW. It starts to lay some things out. Here we've got Megatron in the car yard with where Gribblock and Marky Mark are in the trailer. Um, Is Megatron auditioning to join the Funky Bunch? I don't know what's going on here. If he's just threatening them to say, hey, come and join me because Prime's gone and whatever else. Um, Am I? Also, Megatron also, looks like he has purple eyes here. He's got his, he's got his red paint on his head. Um, you know, I reckon, also you, I reckon you're right, actually. Max, he does have purple eyes there. I literally yeah. just noticed that. Um, mm. So, yeah. who, who knows? Yeah. We also get, at the end, uh, Bumblebee being either disbanding limbs or being blown apart and being able to reform. Uh, <laughs> one of the biggest things that's come out as, well, what about poor Jazz that got torn in half? He couldn't come back together. Maybe, um, maybe, uh, maybe Bumblebee has uh, learned from learned the tricks from the uh, new Transformers that Earth created in uh, Age of Extinction. Let's not look too deeply into that. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. But yeah, most of the stuff we're saying is all—it's all repeat. We got a bit of a uh, quick look at the face of the Quintesson or Quintessa. We did, um, yes. I laugh how some people are saying Wingblade. Going, yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, one any problem so- with, no one has any problem there, but as soon as someone else takes on a human face, uh, Michael Bay, you suck. Anyway. Go, Jason. So, so uh, yeah, we're, we're going to mock the people who claim that it's Windblade, but uh, then at some point in the movie, they're going to introduce Windblade and she'll look like that and we'll just be like, oh, yeah, there you go. All right. 
I seen the RD win blade in Big W today and had the face plate on, and I disliked and I did not. I'm just saying we're probably wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have no doubt we're wrong. <laughs> uh, are we ever right? Uh, very, very, very rarely. Very rarely. Uh, since. And shockwave. Since we are out with uh, some movie news, let's have a look at some related movie news. Um, I've got things in the wrong order, but uh, Laser is actually running a running a promotion at the moment. This is especially appropriate for Australia. You can by uh, purchasing Laser, and Laser has a sub brand called Navigator that does things like dash cams and uh, and the like. You can win a trip to LA for four people, so you can go and see uh, Transformers: The Last Night there. You can hire a Chevrolet Camaro ZL1. Uh, you could get a Paramount Pictures VIP tour. Uh, in fact, this is not actually different prizes. I think this is actually part of the same price. So you win a trip to LA and all of these things uh, go on for you. So you, And you get go-karting in your, um, in your private arena. So, yeah, pretty, pretty decent. Uh, all you have to do is go to, go to Kmart, buy a, a, buy a properly labeled uh, laser or navigator product, and you can be in with a chance to win. We might be hearing a little bit more from Laser in the coming weeks, so um, we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah, that's it. We got we got something here going for uh, Aussie collectors, Aussie fans of the film. So check out the links and uh, get in. You might be going to uh, LA to see the film. There you go, B. That is the uh, that is the logo for the new Transformers movie Bumblebee next year. Um, so we we do know that next year there's a standalone Bumblebee movie coming out. We do know that it's supposed to be a prequel, so B can indeed die. In this, no, he can't. He can pull himself movie. back together. <laughs> Just... Is it going to be like they? Is it going to be like the way they dispatched the judge in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where, where like you know you have to blow B to bits and then like put different parts of him in different boxes mm. to prevent him from reforming? Or is that what Voldemort did? Is Bumblebee actually the T one thousand? It's Bumble- Bumblebee's Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. Voldemort? Yeah. It's going to grow back, uh, ignoring Voldemort for now, but yeah. Okay. That opens the question, prequel to what? Prequel to the 07 movie, prequel to Revenge of the Fallen, prequel to Dark of the Moon, prequel to Now. Well, I mean, World War II, is it a prequel to that? Wasn't there a rumor going around a while back that um, it, it was like Anthony Hopkins' character knew Bumblebee as a child? Is that why he's destroying the Nazis in World War II? Yeah, so I, I, this is like just off the top of my head, but I imagine, it, like, I'm guessing it'd be like Bumblebee in World War II with the young version of Anthony Hopkins. Which does actually uh, bring up something else. So we saw that poster a couple of weeks ago with um, Bumblebee in front of the Nazi building, and apparently, along with along with the Bumblebee trademarked uh, image this week, there was also a trademark for Bee Vision uh, registered as well. So <laughs> it's it's trademark week, okay? All the new all the US websites they don't have that much else to do because it's been a bit of a quiet week for news. So they're going to see what what trademarks Hasbro has registered. So we got the logo and we got the name v, uh, Bee Vision. So we'll see what comes up. Uh, let's move on. So there was there was another another uh, another trademark. Uh, some trademark news this week. It looks like Hasbro could be bringing back Mighty Mugs. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> they, they want the pop uh, money. 
also like this is this is the thing right they want they they would probably want the pop vinyl money i've said for i've said for a while now i don't understand why there's not g1 transformers pop vinyl figures like they exactly. would fly off the shelves but yeah well, they've licensed movie figures to um funko who do pops i don't know why they would not push ahead with that but they they'd instead go for their it's... own mighty mugs line I'd imagine it would be like something to do with the way licensing works of the loyal subjects, because I, I've, I haven't seen uh, pop. They do already any, do that stuff. Yeah, I haven't seen pop do any of the sort of older Hasbro properties, whereas loyal subjects will do like they they will do modern stuff from like GI Joe and Tim and Tim, what have you. But loyal subjects That's is the I, only I, one that does the G one. Versions of all I'll, tell, I'll, tell, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what. I don't see, I don't see there being a problem running, uh, running G one style loyal subjects figures and mighty mugs slash pop vinyls, whatever side by side on people's shelves. Like I don't think there'd be a problem with that. I don't think there's any exclusivity on it for them because pop vinyls always exist alongside their the, the mainline action figures for a particular franchise anyway. Anyway, I suppose not. Anyway, Mighty Mugs might be coming back. Um, it's been about what five years since the since the last Mighty Mugs came out. And yeah, it's been a while. Something like that. Um, I, I like the way I like the way TFW uh, puts it. They said, uh, after seven years of absence, bracket commercial discontinuation. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, and you can you can of course see the the picture of the Optimus Prime uh, Mighty Mugs figure there as well. I don't have I don't have any of the Mighty Mugs figures, so I don't really care about them. That um, ah. there are people who like them, so yeah, good on them. <sighs> Okie dokie. Oakley dokley do. So we got some comics news, and um, Max, do you want to do you want to take it away? I've got I've got the stories up here. Thank you, Jason. Um, it was just a couple of little bits of news this week that I figured the worth sharing, seeing as we pretty much never have any comic news per se. This isn't too much, but this is a subscription cover for Transformers Salvation. And just figured we sh- this would be worth talking about because it's absolutely stunning. We, it, this is I like drawn- that movie. Yeah. <laughs> this is drawn by... It, I don't think it actually says on here. Um, but down the bottom of the cover, it has the sort of via GGE. So I'm not sure who that artist is. The article hasn't quoted it, but what we have is a sort of fluorescent disco style, almost Tron ish triptychon rising out of the mist into above a Cybertron skyline. And it just, it's a really stunning looking cover. And then, uh, in other news, we also have. Uh, till uh, design. Sorry, I'm stuttering to hell here. So the <laughs> design sketch uh, from Sarah Pitre de Rocher. I I hope I pronounced that right. The artist on To Lola One. This is of Casa, the Titan, who's yeah played a pretty big part in the recent series. And this is, gives you a, a nice little look at the design process. You can see things like uh, the faceplate, which wasn't really. I don't think that actually showed up in the final comic. I, uh, actually, I, I believe that he had that in his form on the right, but didn't have the open mouth version. 
uh, in his right Formula Right, and you can see how sort of the designs evolved from a sort of earlier stage mm. uh, in in continuity towards the later stage, like sort of by bits being added onto him uh, by Alita One. So it's a nice little look at the creative process there. Yeah, you That's can very de- nice you definitely see him getting built up. Yeah. Mm. Basically, he's, so he hasn't skipped leg day or uh, chest day at the gym. <laughs> no. And then a new release of this week, which actually came out last week, but I forgot to put it in the run sheet, uh, is Lost Light issue four, which is... No, not last, not issue four. It's issue actually issue five. five. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> issue five, which is, uh, of course, written by James Roberts, with art by Jack Lawrence. It's part five of the book's first arc, Dissolution, set in the Functionist universe. Uh, plot pretty much takes a sort of non-linear structure, jumps back and forth between time periods a bit. It's got two really large plot twists, but they don't really have all that much weight. Like um, The pacing in the book as well uh, also feels off. It doesn't... like grab you at all there's no doesn't seem to have much tension in it it's just okay here's a thing that happened then here's another thing that happened and another thing and another thing there's no sort of narrative cohesion in what's going on at least in my opinion so so i've actually read the book this week as well so i read it on my flight to taiwan and well one of the flights back i it feels to me very much like it's putting pieces in place of in place for the final issue next month um and like you know, it, there is a little bit of spinning wheels, I guess, but it's also it's not so much spinning wheels as so much as it's a bit of exposition, which uh, you know, more than meets the eye has always been always been up for exposition. So yeah, I, I, look, I don't know. I didn't really take offense to it that much. Yeah. Well, I suppose the thing is, James Roberts' what he, world building is what he does best. Like he's mm. just constantly sowing seeds everywhere, so he can come back to them later. But. I sort of felt like this issue, there wasn't too much world building. It was more sort of payoffs from things that we'd from things that we'd seen teased earlier. Mm-hmm. But the payoffs just felt anticlimactic, and I, I can't really say uh, anything about spoiling it. But you, you know, you, it's sort of an anticlimax. You know, it's one, one of the two plot twists. Um, you really can't figure out how to say this about spoilers. Okay, okay. But I, th- I, think, I think we figured out that it's actually quite difficult to review a book without spoiling it. Pretty much. <laughs> and then the, the other one, there's just no emotional build-up for what's coming like, hmm. to any great degree. And then also, uh, when I was talking about this book a couple of weeks back, uh, the issue beforehand, I was saying there's a massive uh, cliffhanger at the ending. And according to this the new issue about cliffhanger just didn't happen or the, inf- the thing that implied was going to happen didn't happen. But there seems to be no relation to that whatsoever. Mm. Um, but I'm not going to call that a criticism because this is James Roberts we're talking about. So it could absolutely be where it, it might end up actually paying off down the line. We don't know. Yeah, fair enough. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having a bit of a look at that... Um... I'm having a bit of a look at that uh, that cliffhanger and stuff from the previous uh, from the previous issue. Yeah, you're right. Actually, they did just sort of drop that thread off, but um, I'm guessing that's going to pay off in issue six. We'll see. 
Yeah, I'm imagining what they sort of said. Like, what happened between those characters in this issue, you know, might be, uh, no pun intended, more than meets the eye. <laughs> Brad, do you want to do you want to set us out a uh, set us out a discussion topic for the week? What do you want to talk about? You, you, you've got All to be right. in, you've got to be in your bonnet about reusing characters this week. Main discussion this week: uh, Why does Hasbro continuously reuse characters? Uh, why we're seeing Optimus Prime, Megatron reused again? New characters get added in comics and other parts of the fiction, and fans love it. And we look for those figures. I think Tarn's a good one. Uh, Windblade. Um, all those figures. Uh, you, really, you really need to learn to say Windblade. R.I.D. lately has introduced a heap of new characters in the, uh, especially in the con side of things. I'm, I've been one of the biggest knockers of G1ers saying, get over G1. There's 30 years of. Uh, story out there, but when they when Hasbro keep on using the same characters, and how can I uh, how can I complain? So reusing characters. Well, I, I'd imagine like just to get straight to the first question is that you know why we still see Optimus and Megatron? It's because they sell. You know, I, no, it's just no one likes uh, Hot Rod and Megatron. Yeah, <laughs> No one likes Hot Rod and Galvatron as much as uh, Optimus and Megatron. I mean, if Galvatron maybe, but I think you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who's, you know, ha- who's that attached to Hot Rod. It, I don't know. The, I, I think, I think Hot, Rod holds a, Hot Rod holds a fairly special place in, in G1 fans' hearts. Oh, absolutely. I, I suspect not Rodimus. Prime. I suspect Rodimus doesn't, but um, mm. yeah. So, so look, 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 my 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 answer to the question as to why Hasbro reuses characters is it's the nostalgia factor, and you know it doesn't actually matter if you if you start adding um, like if you start adding characters and or, or whatever you like, but if you've got Optimus Prime and Megatron in your franchise, you can still guarantee that they're the ones to sell because they're the ones that fans remember. It doesn't matter if it's G one or not, like they're so. When I, I got dressed up in a prime suit and I went out, went around in a shopping center, and a three-year-old kid saw me and called, you know called me by name. It was like Optimus Prime, and yeah. So I don't think that it's I don't think that it's the 30, 30 plus year olds who uh, who are the ones who are you know really causing things to stay around as Optimus and Megatron. I think they've made them they've made them the anchor characters of the movie franchise, and so people know these names once more because of the movies. And I think more than anything else, people don't really give a shit what they look like. Uh, like, <laughs> as long as they know that they're Optimus Prime and Megatron, these these characters are going to sell. Like, um, yeah, we've seen we've seen a lot of we've seen a lot of versions of these characters over the years, which does does remind me. I did actually uh, I did actually get a I did actually get an image on the uh, on the screen share for this topic. If you uh, if you could put that up for a minute. Yep. Uh, I think another thing worth noting is a lot of it's about the continuity of a franchise. Like, you know, you've got fans from one generation who are going to be attached to, you know, so-and-so set of characters. But um, as the the franchise franchise moves forward, 
and those fans are growing older and, you know, maybe their tastes are changing a bit. You know, they're, you're going to want to have a reason to, you know, draw those people from previous generations in, but still be open to new fans. So that's why you would, you still have your older characters in there because it keeps fans coming back, but you know, they keep it approachable and they keep it fresh so that you do get the new people coming in who can get excited about it. I think, I think there's one thing that we need to remember in this as well, which is that I'm, I'm trying to think whether or not this is the case with other franchises. And I think it kind of is, but maybe it's to a lesser extent, but uh, Transformers as a franchise does get rebooted very frequently. And And that's, but I, I I think this is actually something that has become more acceptable in as uh, it's become more acceptable in Western culture in the last 10 or 15 years is that you'll do a series of something and then you'll do another one and you'll use the same characters and you know, there'll be a different creative team and it's this different team's take on things and things will be set slightly differently, but they have these constant nods back to what they, back to what they, what the original characters did 30 years ago. And I think there's, there's no more, there's no more uh, obvious in this than like something like Transformers Prime where like 30 years later you still had Cullen and Welker voicing their main characters and going up against each yeah. other for three seasons in the TV show and like I actually don't know if that happens in other franchises like I know Ben 10 does a new does a new series and a new continuity every few years but I don't know if they keep their voice actors because I don't know if people got that attached to them but remember Remember, well, there's no, there's no, this person is the voice of Ben 10 and he'll continue that through the generations. Yeah. But, but re- oh, re- remember back when, remember back when uh, we did, uh, back when we, were, we sort of went through Beast Wars, they, they didn't have Prime and Megatron voiced by Cullen and Welker. Then they went into Armada and Energon and Cybertron and through, through those series. And they didn't have Cullen and Welker there. They had um, Gary Chalk and... Uh, some someone else as their their David sort of K. David Kay. No, no, not someone else. David Kay. Whatever. As the as the iconic voices of Prime and Megatron for that era, and it wasn't until they yeah, it, it wasn't until they actually brought Cullen back. Huh? Movies only. Whatever. Movies it wasn't only. until it wasn't until they brought Cullen and <laughs> Cullen back for the movies. They didn't remember. They didn't bring Welker back for the movies either. But it wasn't until they brought. No. Cullen back for the movies that there was this groundswell of support to actually bring him back to voice prime in the cartoon. And there was a lot of concern for the initial, the initial, the first movie that Cullen might be actually too old to properly voice prime. We know that's, we know that's not necessarily true now, but maybe we're being slightly willfully negligent. I do feel like, I do feel like prime sounds a hell of a lot older in the movies than he used to in the TV series. But, uh, 30 years as, as years, yeah and yeah. he's also a different character like movie prime is a very different character than yeah, yeah, one yeah. prime so he, he totally it, is it, it doesn't matter you still got that connection there you can still listen to that and go okay that's something was prime that's peter cullen yeah but but, but, I, I but, like but if, if they didn't distinction is enough but if they didn't get cullen back for the movie um would it have mattered 
Oh, oh I, I doubt it very much. You, you know, we're all going to see it anyway. It's going to make some diehard fans happy, but it's not going to change the amount of people going out to actually see the movie. So, so here's one. Welcome, Gary Chalk, back to the movies. <laughs> well, I think it'd be interesting to see what happened. What would happen if they would actually get those guys in on the movie franchise? As you can but have then it's different characters, whatever. But then you've got to look at the thirty years of the franchise. Gary Chalk and David Kay done more Megatron and Prime than what Cullen well, and Welker did. Probably not now because... Uh, excluding, now because excluding, movies, Prime. excluding the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and going into R.I.D., if Welker comes back for R.I.D., then yes, he's going to put them two out. I think... I think um, is, is Welker doing Soundwave in, um, in Prime? Uh, Prime? R.I.D.? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it, it is G1 Soundwave coming mm-hmm. back modulated so um he might be not he might not be back in Megatron, but he's definitely back in Soundwave, and it is good to see him still working on the thing we, we, Megatron we, might up in rid yeah and bring him back all for it we adult boys adult men collecting these children's toys uh we know every three or four years the cartoon gets rebooted it's a cartoon. It's an ad- advertisement for these figures. Every three or four years, everything gets rebooted. We get the characters back again, and we know and love. We get the names back. We don't also always know and love them. We get the something like the Unicron trilogy, and everyone hates it because whatever else. Animate. There's still people that hate animated. There's people that hate Prime. So, yes. so, 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 you ask the question why why Hasbro continually reuses the characters? Because when they don't, people hate it. Yeah, but look now at R.I.D. You're getting a lot of these Decepticon villain of the week sort of stuff, and okay, it's villain of the week, but um, you're getting a lot of great stuff. The little Scorponok. And... I, I so I so I have a, I have an interesting thought on R.I.D.'s Decepticons. Right. Um, I feel like a lot of the Decepticons are they're dealt with they're dealt with in one or two episodes and then they go away and then they come back you know half a season later because it sort of keeps the guest voice cast turning over and so you're not gonna you're not gonna suddenly add a character to the main cast uh, because that requires them to get a new actor and pay them so this is what this, oh, is, this, this, is, this is this is why I feel like the Decepticons in RID just sort of they they rotate them around but I think what they've done well is they've actually, they've sort of rotated around them and then they've brought them back for another go and brought them back again and again such that, you know, when Quillfire turns up, you actually recognise Quillfire and you know, you know what his trick is and what his ability is. And so, I, I, you know, I, I, really, I really quite like that. I think they've done a good job of building those characters. But I, I think part of, the, part of the problem also is just the fact that the, the G1 character names, we know, were... Thought up in a weekend by um, uh, Marvels uh, at the time, Bob Budiansky, and I think I think ever since ever since the original G one character names, I think they've struggled to come up with yeah. come up with new character names that are as iconic. And like we know that Megatron's name is Megatron because it sounds like Megaton because people were people had you know a massive fear of nuclear war breaking out, and so this mm-hmm. character. He didn't just take on the he didn't just take on the role of being the bad guy. Like he he took on this role in people's minds of being associated with nuclear war because his name sounded so similar to it. And like 
that that imprinted on such a that imprinted on a generation and the generations that followed as well in such a such a massive way that you like you know we don't really we don't really want to do Transformers without Megatron anymore. We don't want to do Transformers without Optimus Prime. You can mess around with the ranks of the Autobots all that you like as long as Optimus Prime is at the head of them. Mm. It's, it's nostalgia and it's, in, it's an imprint on... It's not, it's not an individual's memory or a family or anything. It's, a, it's society. It's an imprint on society's memory. Like it or not, like that's, that's how far-reaching the effect that this franchise has had. When I went to Taiwan, I was talking to someone about the fact that I collect Transformers and they, they were like, oh, really? Like, wouldn't that, wouldn't that be really difficult to get back into Australia? I mean, like, there's all the, uh, there's all the electronics and um, magnets in there and all the, the power supplies and stuff. And I was just like, no, no, no. I'm not collecting electrical Transformers. I'm collecting, you know, like Optimus Prime and Megatron. Oh, right. That's, that's what you mean. Right. It's, so I said Transformers and they didn't get it. And then I said Optimus Prime and they got it. <laughs> well. So like... Yeah, a lot of the thing with the naming is that I don't think they have come close to achieving that same level of names as they did back in the day. And that's probably just because the guys at Marvel, like Bob Budiansky, were just really good at it. Because a lot of what they do nowadays just seems to be, okay, word, word there's your transformer name yeah whereas it, it's not maybe what they actually should do is go back to uh, back to a creative outfit like marvel and actually go hey can you come up with our character <laughs> names please <laughs> and then never use them in a movie <laughs> maybe, maybe, they should, yeah. maybe they should do it for the movie well yeah. they should because in g1 you know marvel kind of names like grimlock yeah ultra magnus you know he's absolutely Bad-ass sounding names. Not, not sure, it, it, I'm not actually sure that Marvel came up with Ultra Magnus because he arrived in the movie. Oh no, yeah, he was in. But, he was in it, the UK comics before the movie, wasn't he? No, he he was in the UK comics after the movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, but like he, so Ultra Magnus turned up in the movie, and so the, like there's a generation of bots that were named by Budiansky before they actually did the the original TV series. And so, like, you know, Grimlock and uh, Jetfire and Car are in that. Uh, and then they changed Jetfire to Skyfire because we all know that story. But, like, mm. there, there, are, there are specific origins behind many of the, the G1 character names, and they never returned to that well to actually get them done. Like, we know Badiansky did them in a weekend. Like, uh, there, was a, there was a first run of names that went around the Marvel office, and no one particularly liked them. And so he, he was the, the, you know, the... He was he was the poor sod who took on the job of renaming everyone over the course of the weekend, and he made some really fast decisions. And it's just kind of a it's just kind of a thing that happens when you're under the pre under pressure, like you're under the gun. You have to you have to do this stuff really fast, and sometimes you, you'll come up with absolute gold. And so, you know, the the reason they keep returning to these characters is not so much I, I don't think it's the characters because they change the actual characters, but I think it's the names. Mm. Yeah, but they have that sort of longevity. I mean, you look. It's at also it's also like their trademark. Like, let's let's be honest. Oh, yeah, fair point. Let, let's let's be honest. If they don't use that name, they will lose the trademark to it. Mm. So that's why they continually yeah. reuse characters. They can't they can't re-release Optimus Prime if they don't release one for like ten years. Yeah. Okay. Uh, look actually, at you, what can... about Jazz? <laughs> yeah. Actually, also, we can so... probably just leave uh, pan the discussion there. 
Well, I, I didn't yeah, even yeah. think about it. And <laughs> I, I, I think I did win. Um, but so, so when you said, Brad, you said, you know, that they, they call them Autobot Jazz, and it's because they've lost the trademark on Jazz because, let's be honest, they should never have had that trademark in the first place. Yeah. You shouldn't yeah. have a trademark on the word Jazz. And same thing with, same thing with Octane in um in g1 like they they shouldn't have gotten a trademark on it because it's a type of fuel yeah and so now now the character is octone and not, <laughs> a, not only is he octone he's now decepticon octone as well which is something that transformers is it's, it's, well, it is, to be um, fair his japanese name was octone oh really i didn't know that yeah cool well, fair enough um but so this is this is the thing that they've done in order to maintain their maintain their trademarks without actually losing the names like in a place in a case where they can't use a word because it's too generic for a trademark like warpath they'll call him autobot warpath or autobot jazz and because we as fans will instinctively instinctively just go whatever it's warpath um we won't call him autobot or decepticon or anything like that and so they do it for the sake of the trademark for that and then that way they get to keep the uh they get to keep the character. Um, they get to keep using the character name that fans know. They just have to accept that they have a slightly a slightly vaguer trademark. Hmm. One other part that you touched on as well, Brad. You said that um, fans love it when characters get added in comics and they buy the third party figures of those characters, like the uh, MMC range. I think while that's true, I think you might find that they sell less than you think. Like those those things are not. Those things are not sitting on store shelves everywhere. Like, they're oh sold. no, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, they're not sitting yeah. in store shelves. They don't make it out to retailers in mass quantities. And like, MMC has to do extra production runs to to meet demand for their figures. Like, I don't think they're selling in that great a quantity. Such and, and this this is probably even why Hasbro and Takara haven't really gone after them. Is because they're not selling hundreds of thousands of these figures. They're really they're selling a few thousand. Um, in, in a in a production run, they're selling a few thousand, and that's it. Yeah, like, even even you look at your your, your store shelves and stuff like Quillfire, those random Decepticons from ROD are still sitting on shelves. Um, yeah, but my, the primes, uh, the, yeah, there's, like there's a lot of there's a lot of ROD characters on shelves. I don't know if they're necessarily sitting on shelves or if they're just cycling through because well, they um, are here. <laughs> Well, but they are there. But like, let, let's be honest. You're in a small town in Victoria. A lot of stuff is yeah. going to sit on shelves there. Like, I, I do, I do go into Kmart around here, which is you know, like I'm, I'm closer to the middle of Sydney, and like I do, I do see the stock turn over. And you know, we we can you know, going back to the shelf forming discussion from a couple of weeks ago, we can accuse these mm. figures of being shelf formers all we want, but it's really just an insult we throw out for something that we don't like. And mm. there are people buying these RID toys. There's a lot of there's a lot of us collectors buying these toys and discovering that they're actually quite fun. Then it's not bad at all. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so yeah. Look, I, I, like I said, I, I don't think you'll. I think I think you'll find that the. Um, the MMC figures are not actually selling as many as you think. I think I think RID is absolutely flogging it in terms of like um, sales, even though we don't really like it so much. But yeah, in terms of in terms of uh, moving on, moving on, and, and uh, enjoying the franchise, like I think I think people I think people keep a fairly open mind in terms of things being rebooted. I don't know I don't know that we're necessarily that forgiving to things that are. Things that are rebooted that we don't immediately fall in love with, but 
Yeah, we don't we don't have to like every version of the franchise. Mm. Mm. Ah, that's it. Find the uh, find what you like and uh, and love it. If you don't like something, then it's fine. Yeah. Again, thirty two years of, of franchise. You don't have, have to love every piece of it. Have a look at this image. There is there's more than thirty two figures there. Like oh yeah, that's, that, that's a that's a figure every year. Look at the, look at the franchises that are actually represented there. Like I, I think, given that this was made in 2012, like you know, the most recent one there, I think is probably the probably Transformers Prime. I'm sure he's in there somewhere. Um, and then before that, they'd be animated. Um, but like, like I like the, the, the old the old Spark. What's it's called the um? Oh, I don't even know now. Like the Cybertronian, like the game. Uh, For the Cybertron. Yeah, no, not that. Um, War for, War he's, for right, he's, right, he's right in the middle. He's right there below the Generations one. Um, yeah, for for Cybertron slash War for Cybertron. That is um, actually, I think, what you might find. That's actually War Within. That's not the game. War Within. That's the one. Yeah, War Within. That's what I was talking. Yeah, yeah. War, War Within is not a game. Yeah. That's a. Yeah, but still, that we only had the War Within Prime come out recently. Although that might have been a second go at it. No, nah, War, Within, War Within Prime has been around for a while. He was a diecast okay. figure in the uh, oh, Titanium yeah. series. That, that's what that yeah. figure actually is. Yeah. Um, we had the masterpiece style uh, Citizen, Citizen, Citizen. No, that Citizen Stack is the Ultra Magnus. Um, it was Alpha mm-hmm. Stack, um, yep. or Alpha Pack, or whatever he was. Um, but uh, he's actually up there on the back of my shelf there as well. Such as, uh, yeah. such as my like for the character and for the design. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, like, like you know what? I don't mind that. I don't mind that things get reused. I honestly, I don't think it would be Transformers if we actually had different characters. And I mean, even even the comics, like you say, the comics come up with new characters, but they're not the lead characters. Like mm-hmm. you've still got you've still got Hot Rod uh, slash Rodimus leading the leading the things in uh, Lost Light, and you've got and you've got Megatron in there as well. You got Optimus Prime in his own book, and. Yeah, you know, there's all these classic characters in there as well. Like, you know, they've they've brought in Rekgar and all the Junkions lately as well. And so, like, they're they're certainly mining Transformers history and remolding it for you know a modern twist on these characters. Yeah, I, I think that's a pretty good thing. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. No, I agree. Yeah. So long as they can still keep training it out and it, it keeps <laughs> it interesting for newer fans coming into it, then they should just do whatever. Now, if if they can keep it viable, then by all means. Let's talk about new toys before we go. Brad, you're wearing one. I'm surprised <laughs> he's kept it there this whole time. I've noticed that Brad's moving fairly carefully. Ah, uh, no. Um, <laughs> I got one for this week. If I can get him in. No, this has gone well. Oh, I got to oh, go. oh, point backwards, not pushing forwards. <laughs> um, this is the iGear Mini Warriors Sea Spray. I don't know how those go up. Oh, there it goes. Click. Um, nice little figure. The head sculpt's not really the best. That's not going to zoom. But anyway, um, is a nice little sea spray that sort of is going to stand well beside uh, Masterpiece Bumblebee in my yeah. collection. Um, until until we see what Toy World, uh, not Toy World, Fans Toys have to offer. Fans but, Toys um, have been I don't know their C-Spray recently as well, actually. Yeah, but I, I don't know if I'd get rid of it. This is 
this is pretty much what I'd like to see are the Legends one. Uh, you got the ball joint elbows. Um, all the I, all I, legs I actually, are boiling. I actually reckon he's probably not that far off what you'd see for Legends these days. He's probably a little bit more articulated. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. When those ideas were coming out, they were like, oh, you know, these are so much greater than any sort of Legends we've had before. And now mm. that's just the standard for Legends. Yeah. Yeah. Which is nuts. So, yeah. He's like the paint, the colours are right. So, um, yeah, I'm happy with him. Yeah. It'll probably, I'll, I'll still get the Legends one anyway, but even, see, I've picked him up for 25 bucks, so you know he's paying the same price as a Legends figure as well. So, it, um, yeah, it just goes yeah. to show what a, a few few years extra engineering pays to a figure. I think it's pretty amazing if you look at what we're getting in Transformers now for 30 bucks versus what you got a few years ago. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Um, that's it for your new acquisitions this this week. Now, Max has three lines of new acquisitions because he's been away for two weeks. <laughs> and, and also, I like to time things out and to an extent, but yes. I, <laughs> I, I'm, I was trying to save for the Adelaide Mega Toy Fair in a couple of weeks' time. But then, you know, pre-orders come in, you find movie figures and guys put stuff up for sale really cheap and all of a sudden you've got eight figures. So They're like buses. Uh, yeah, pretty much. So start things off. Uh, thank you to Russell Chandler Dady in the group. He put up a whole bunch of dirt cheap figures. I managed to pick up quite a few bits I was looking for. So to start off, we've got the Cyberverse Prime and... Uh, Cyberverse, Transformers Prime, Ironhide, and Hardshell. Oh, cool. These are mm-hmm. the two sort of uh, scout class figures, and they're just really nice little things. The Cyberverse I... ones are the, um, the the sort of simplified ones, aren't they? They're they're a little bit little bit simpler. Like you remember that Starscream that I got that didn't even bend his knees or something? The uh, bigger the bigger just figures. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, they're basically just the Generations Legends. Hmm. Up, they're a bit upscaled, though, right? Yeah, pretty much. But, you know, yeah, they've cool. got, oh, yeah, elbows, knees, and whatnot. Uh, Ironhide's got friggin' ankle tilts by virtue of transformation, <laughs> which is yeah. fantastic. I mean, yeah, this is a couple of really nice figures. Transformation, as well, they do a massive movement of mass. Like, the entirety of Ironhide's upper sections and spins around. Uh, Hard shell, his torso splits in half and folds in on itself, and the whole back assembly changes place. It's a really cool process. Yeah, and I wish we got those Voyager. We need a Voyager I, hard shell. Oh, yeah, I, I would, you know, if someone could just knock this off and upscale it, maybe improve the articulation a bit, <laughs> I'd buy that in an instant. And, uh, also, I did have this guy beforehand, but he was missing the grill piece that uh, WFC Prime, still an excellent, excellent mold. It is. And, I, I, I quite appreciate the... Um, I don't know if I've got them on display anymore, the uh, the oversized KOs of that uh, figure up to up to a Voyager scale. I've got the I've got the purple one and the and the red one. They are yeah. really nice. And so the, um, like, the original must be really nice too. Yeah, he's he still holds up. He's better than pretty much anything that's coming out nowadays. He's they just this is like a figure that they just went, okay, we've got this design here, let's go all out. Mm-hmm. And it's still and to have a complete one is really nice. And then a little uh, one I thought haven't seen Hassan that much is Dark of the Moon Deluxe Thundercracker. 
Oh, yeah. Just the uh, redeco of the Starscream with two ridiculous weapons. He's got just this massive <laughs> sword gun and, yeah, I'm not sure how but I can show it on camera. There's yeah. that MechTech chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> Love that thing. But he's, you know, he's pretty poseable. Um, the transformation's fun. It moves stuff around a whole lot, which is great. Um, and then he's just casting this beautiful blue plastic of uh, red paint. You know, essence of Thundercrackers look really well. So I, I, I like I like the look of it because it's not the stupid sort of just flat grey that Starscream was. Like he's got colours to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the the Starscream design from movies always translated really well into other Seekers colours. I thought mm. like that's that run of exclusives they did where it's like. Skywarp and Ramjet as well. Those always look fantastic. And then, so are you guys aware of the tiny turbo changes? From the yeah, last I, 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 um, I saw a couple of them in, uh, in Kmart a couple of weekends ago. So they're everywhere around here, and I wasn't intending to get any. Um, and so I sort of just forgot they existed until I found little Grimlock here. Uh, just, <laughs> uh, I shoot you not, sitting on the side of the road in the city. And, so someone, right. someone had gotten him and shared our thoughts on them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's like, all right, that belongs to me now. Thanks very much. And it kind of goes a few different paint apps. But then I did a little, looked them up a bit, found found a code list to you know find which ones you want. And also realized that I did a shadow Grimlock. So I went around a few stores in the city and uh, checked for codes on the bags and got myself sort of this Nemesis Prime colored Grimlock there. You do realise there's a little clear window on the back of the bags. There's a what? <laughs> a little clear, wi- a little clear oh, window no. on the back of the bags. How is it a blind bag then? Like the, having a code is pushing it. Christ, I, I went into Big W today and had a couple of them and looked at them and gone, that's Bumblebee, that's Grimlock, that's Prime. <laughs> wow. I didn't have to look at any codes. Oh, but you've got to sort of look at, you Google the, uh, the line so you know what colours... Involved, otherwise, yeah, you can have a bad time. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I I just fell in love with this because it's a tiny, super deformed Grimlock in evil colours. That, <laughs> and he still transforms, so I, I can't complain. Yeah, and uh, also just because they got in on the movie hype, uh, Deluxe Barricade. Nice. Who's that's what I want. Yeah. But, I keep on seeing these around the place and this guy seems like the only one worth getting and he's far from perfect. Mm. Like, uh, you know, his shoulders and backpack had fought up some more. He could do a waist swivel, but the weapons, you know, he's got the great pistol, um, baton and then this, uh, bit that wraps around his forearm <laughs> and then it can death. That is death. Yeah. And then you can peg it sort of, just slots into the back of a vehicle there for car mode, so he gets a nice array of guns there. What about it? What about his paint job? The paint is surprisingly nice. You know, I was worried because I'm looking at all these different figures from a new line, and none of them seem to have all that much paint. But this guy's pretty loaded with it. Like he's got all these different headlights picked out. He's got um, little tampograph bits saying "protect and serve" on the wheel wells there, and then even just on the plastic seat itself, he's got. Um, you see there's like three different shades of colours all on that one chest section and that's, and that's all paint so hmm. there's, a surpri- there's a surprising amount going on there 
he's decently poseable other than lack of a waist swivel. And then what the transformation pulls a couple of nice tricks, like the way that the shoulders sort of shift down and then move backwards to get into a really snug position works quite well. And then the feet, um, I don't really want to spoil it because it's a really nice moment, but they form the back of the car super subtly. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's not like a perfect figure, but it's really solid. Probably the best from what from the car coverage I've seen is the best deluxe of the first wave. Cool. And then uh, big guy pre order came in finally. Uh, Masterpiece grapple Masterpiece from Premium Black Yeah. Is I mean, if, if you own Inferno, you know what you're in for. There's a few differences, like the way that things fold up. He uses a lot more of the mass from the armature on the back of the vehicle to form the back of his robot mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, articulation's a little bit more limited. But in... So, yeah, and he doesn't have quite the same amount of just really awesome masterpiece transformation moments as Inferno does. But in terms of how he feels, this guy is rock solid. Like Inferno felt a little bit loose here and there, but this guy holds together. Like he's going to, if you get him in all pose, he's going to hold that. Speaking of of masterpiece, actually, I should mention that uh, I, I found today I've got a, I've got an order in with Takara Tommy Moore for masterpiece dirge. It's release date has been pushed back by a month. Um, Some some kind of a production issue, probably, maybe, hopefully, attempting to fix the issues that people have been complaining about with the Seeker Mold. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, so Masterpiece Dirge is now due later in June. Well, that's that's a bummer. No, it's it's but, only um, a month. Who cares? It's just just more more just more point of fact of news. But yeah. yeah. And then the only real issue I have of him is bending his right elbow, just sort of sheared for paint off there. I'm not sure how it's going to show up, but there's a little circle of paint that's just been torn right off um, hmm. from where his right elbow bends over, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, the paint doesn't feel too prone to chipping, but I've had a few little bits fall off there and then obviously that massive bit shave off. So if you get him, be careful because pretty much all <laughs> the orange parts on him are just coated in paint. Yeah. Yeah, apparently. that really nice figure still... They're one of the best masterpiece molds, in my opinion. Right, and there's going to be one more. There's going to be one more use of that mold that we know of so far <laughs> when Artfire comes out. What do you mean? What are you laughing at, Brad? <laughs> yeah, more of that mold. Yeah, yeah. Also, there'll be one more in that mold, and I assume there'll be like a diaclone color that'll be a convention exclusive, and that'll be the green version. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the, uh, I think Artfire is due in uh, June or July, so not too far off for that as well. And he he comes with the Target Master, so some slightly different accessories too. Yeah, I'd say that's a big selling point for Artfire. Yeah. So um, I said that I didn't buy anything when I was in Taiwan. I haven't bought any other Transformers the the last uh, the last couple of or so as well. So. Um, one thing I did do was I visited the shop that everyone talks about in Hong Kong airport. Uh, there's been a number of people who've gone through there. It's the shop next to gate 28 or um, 30 or something like that. I'm pretty sure it's 28. And um, they have they have quite a good selection of figures. They've got Hasbro figures. They've got Takara figures. 
they've got masterpieces they've got generations and they've got unite warriors and all sorts of things um and uh so i managed to pick up uh, a set that i've been looking for for a little while uh the um sdcc although this is not actually there's nothing on here that says sdcc uh, the uh, titan force figures from last year so there's the uh there's the transparent sentinel there's the light blue more accurate brainstorm and there's a weird redeco of windblade that no one's really sure why it exists other than uh, they thought they had to reuse the mold <laughs> i'm very happy to have that brainstorm in my collection like he seems much more accurate with his comic colors than uh, than the the general release which is again not that general release anyway but uh yeah so i, I picked i picked the setup it was um i think it was about 120 aussie which if i bought it off us ebay and arranged shipping and stuff it was probably going to cost that much anyway i got 10 percent off because the box ain't in that good condition as well so um yeah so that's yeah, a decent right. enough price for it i thought so like it, it's it's getting a little bit harder to find especially sealed at the moment um so yeah, we'll see how we'll see how that ends up, eh? But uh, yeah, so I'm I'm happy to get that out. I might I might get that out and uh, just do a couple of photo shoots for it um, over the weekend. I've been getting um, that's the generations blade, is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it yeah, is. yeah. Uh, it's 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 got a it's got a different um, a different paint job that has not been seen before and not been seen since. Um, so it almost um, looks like a Fort Max paint job. I think that was the intention, wasn't it? To just do Windblade up as Fort Max. Why? I don't know. I, I really. I, I was going to say it actually calls to mind more Primes colors to, than Fort oh, Max okay. to me, but yeah. yeah okay. Upcoming events. Uh, there's a. There's going to be an appearance from Transformers Collectors Club Australia at Desicon Three next Saturday, somewhere in Melbourne. Brad, you you know the details for that better than I. Yep, we'll be down Narrow Warren next weekend. So come on down to the Narrow Warren Community Centre for Desicon Three. Um, should be good. We'll have displays set up down there, and uh, all are welcome. Excellent. And um, there's a door uh, prize for TCA members. Is there a um? Who's going to be there? Is it just going to be yourself? Is Simon going to? Uh, Simon's going to be. He'll have his. Uh, he's got a table set up with some stuff for sale. Cool. Uh, so if you've got A's, A's stuff on your grocery list, he'll have it there. Um, I'll have the TCA table manned, and like uh, Chris is going to be there as well. So, yeah, fantastic. Should be a good weekend. Plus, we've got the uh, not mentioned here. We got the uh, slumber party on the Friday night. <laughs> Pre-Desicon, <laughs> so it's so G1 that, slumber party. Does that mean that you're going to be podcasting from the slumber party next weekend, or will you be uh, taking a pass? I don't know. At this stage, it'll probably be a pass. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll see how we go next week. Yep. All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, that is that is the end of the show. We've uh, we've been on the air for a little while now, so I think it's time we. Uh, draw a line under it and finish up. Australian Transformers Weekly is produced by Transformers Collectors Club Australia. You can find the website there at transformerscca.com. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Alexia and TuneIn Radio. So please head over there and give us a review. Uh, the RSS feed is on the website and uh, in the show notes if you are reading, if you are listening to us in a podcatcher that supports them. So happy days. Uh, and yeah, we will, we will see you again next week. Although depending on the day we record, 
I may not be in next week, but we'll we'll see. We'll we'll sort something out. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening. See you later. Catch you later. See you guys.